right, ladies and gents, it's that time. Turn up your speakers, strap on a smile. It's the Sims and Lepko Podcast. Here's your host, Adam Lepko and Chris Sims. I have been saying now for months that we need more Sims and Lepko Podcasts. First of all, great to be here. Right. Uh, Episode, we're going to call it 43 and a half. The Darrell Revis episode. It episode 24 with a star next to it because he's number 24 and he's a star. I, he is a heck of a star. Uh, let's, go, let's do quick. Let me well, go around. Well, my point, the hell with them. My point okay. to I was saying with Alex Rodriguez, because Darrell Revis is in the lobby right now, I saw Alex Rodriguez in the lobby this summer, Yeah. and there was a guy on his cell phone watching highlights of Alex Rodriguez, and he walked right by him and didn't even know it. So, yeah, that's a cultural so, it thing. It is. It's crazy. Sorry. Go ahead around, everybody. All right. Fedrick, say hi. I don't know how I'm going to follow up after that. I talk uh, about Alex Rodriguez and Darrell Revis. No one wants to hear from me. Yeah, well, we can call it episode 24, 43.5, whatever you want to say. We're right. doing 43.5. Let's see Gabe's uh, stinky fingers. Oh, baby. Those hey. things are really stinky after that Giants loss. That was rough. Uh, uh, control room. Let me holler at you real quick. Perfect. Good baby. to see you. Look at that. We so, got nice harmony in there. So we normally shoot. You're ridiculous. <laughs> I like the breffo laugh. Um, we normally shoot the podcast on a Tuesday, but when you get Darrell Rivas for 20 minutes, you hop at the chance. You adjust the schedule. Absolutely. So we're going to do just a Darrell Rivas special episode. I think he's one of the. I don't. I don't think misunderstood is the right word. I think he's someone that isn't talked to a lot. Um, a lot of stories were done on him this offseason that were really enjoyable. I know ESPN.com did one about his personality and his negotiation tactics right. and just him as a cornerback and as a person. So uh, I'm super excited to meet him. Yeah, I got a lot of respect for him in the fact that he kind of stays out of the headlines that way. It's kind of... Uh, Especially in New York. He's Derek Jeter-ish as far as, wow. you know, just in, as that. far as that. I mean, he is. I mean, All right, so you said before, I said, where does he go in terms of all-time corners? Right. And you're ready to say I think he's one of the five, five? greatest all-time corners. Really? Yes, he is in the conversation. Give me the other names. Well, Dion's going to be one for sure. No matter what. Yeah, Dion's the best corner of all time, at least that I've ever seen in person. Uh, but Dion, uh, Daryl Green, I think, is in that discussion. Mm. Mike Haynes, who's for the Oakland Raiders back Howie in the day. Howie was talking about him yeah, last right. week. Yeah, right. I know my dad always speaks ago. highly. And then, I, yeah, I would put Darrell Revis in that conversation as well. And then number five, I'd have to think about it and maybe go back through history. But... I do think, yes, without a doubt, he is the best corner of our generation, right? Mm. And yeah, who's his competition? I mean, right now, oof, that's a good one. Uh, I mean, Ty Law would have been maybe in that conversation, early one. 2000s, right? Guys yeah. like that. Aeneas Williams, late 90s there with the Cardinals. Your guy, Rondé Barber. Rondé Barber, certainly. Sure. Um, but I think this is a guy that has truly had an island. If you're a computer. And it's the passing NFL. So those guys right. got the Aeneas Williams, Daryl Green, Deion Sanders. They could put their hands on the receivers 20 yards down the field. Not I this think guy. it also shows, I mean, the ability to go to the Patriots and in one season turn that defense into, like, I mean, he was unbelievable last year. But also all those Jets playoff games when he shut down Calvin Johnson, shut down all those guys. Yes. Uh, he, no one I don't think was better than being in a big game and going, he's got to shut the guy down, and then he does it. He did a- it. As a quarterback, right. what makes him so tough to play against? Because a lot of guys just avoid him. Yeah, well, I think that's the first thing, too. Yeah, people just avoided him because they were like, why even risk it? Especially in his prime. I mean, and, and I still he's really good. I don't mean to I say that about I hope he's hearing you right now say that. <laughs> but he, I think the first thing that I ever jumped out to me about Darrell Revis when I watched him on film, yes. ooh, that is a cool coat. I like that. But uh, his brain uh, and his knowing 
We'll ask him. Come on, sit right here. Yeah, you yeah. can jump right Just in. Knowing where his yes. weaknesses and coverage is. What's up, man? It's Chris Sims. Pleasure Hello, to meet Chris. you. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Uh, so, yeah, I was always marveled at your ability to know your weakness within the coverage, and then you would kind of take that away. And I, that's what jumped out to me more than anything when I first studied you. I worked in New England yes, uh, yes. when you were with the Jets, so I was studying you, having to break yes. down that film. and. Uh, but, I mean, you're the man. Thanks for coming in. Oh, yeah. no, thanks for having me. Yeah. Yes, Dude, uh, first thing I need to talk about, the jacket and the shoe combination. Our guy, <laughs> our guy Jason Cole said, you, are, you love fashion. You yes. like meatpacking district and stuff. Yes. When you come to New York, and he just compared you to Jeter. In terms of like being under kind of like, like under the radar, radar. Yeah. You, you never yeah. get in the, how, the headlines for the wrong reasons. How much do you love the reasons. city, man? How much is it just pumping through you right now? Um, it's an awesome city. Yeah. It's one of the best cities in the world. Uh, I'm happy to uh, be able to play mm-hmm. on this platform. It's, it's pretty awesome. So nice. I'm when, just enjoying. enjoying when you life were here. when you were in like New England and Tampa, were you like, man? I mean, New York <laughs> special. I got to get back there. <laughs> Because uh, uh, I was, I knew I didn't have the chance yeah. to be a free agent and go, but when I was playing down in Tampa, yeah. I was like, man, I got to get back up to New York at some point. I, I never uh, thought I was coming back. You never did. Really, really, yeah. yeah. Right. And then um, what, what all happened last year in New sure. England, I thought uh, we were co- going to try to work a deal out yeah. for me to be there longer. And, right. And um, then I had an opportunity to come back. So it, was, it's, it worked out. It they would have paid you $35 million, but they didn't want to go to forty. dollars <laughs> 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 yeah, so, take it. I'm, I'm moving to Chelsea Meatpacking. If you ever want to hang out and you know chill out, okay. eat some M and M's. Uh, All right, yeah. no, it didn't work yeah, out. It was crispy M and M's. Crispy. Let's get this out of the way because this is the reason we're able to talk to you. Yes. Crispy M and M's. Hashtag Revis has crispy. Yes. Yeah, check them out. What do you think? Yes. I, I mean, I'm out. a candy so give, expert. Give me, the, give me the sales pitch and help out M and M's. No, well. Uh, you know, Crispy uh, M and M's is, is is back after ten years, and you know I'm back in New York, so Ooh. we teamed up. Yeah, I like uh, they're like the little Crispy M and M team now. People's yeah. appetites, and they made it green. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. Have you ever ever had a crispy on them? I don't know no, if I taste. ever had. They're, they're pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. They you really never are. Had these, huh? I don't think I ever did. I was going to say I don't remember crispy M and M's out I when we were I younger. I used to eat those while drinking a fruit topia in junior high. <laughs> that's <laughs> why. Topia. That's why I had to change my shirt before the show, and I'm probably sweating right now because <laughs> I had a lot of sugar when I was. Yeah, growing they do up. pretty good actually. Um, do you drink coffee at all? I rarely drink coffee. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a, I have a. I'm on the second floor in the building and. Starbucks is is below me and uh, really every now and then I'll sneak in there. So but you walk out as Sims drops. You walk out to a Starbucks line like every morning. Yeah. Uh, Are you getting recognized really? or people not recognize you? Uh, it depends. No, get, it depends. get out of here. They're it recognizing you. Are you kidding me? You're not walking out anywhere like I don't delicious know. Football over players here. Don't get recognized as much. As this is Darrell Revis in New York City. <laughs> he's getting noticed. Trust me. And he's dressed like this. He's definitely getting noticed. They're going, who's this pimp walking down the street here? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I meant that in the respectful manner. <laughs> well, that's so funny. It's the um, shoes. It's the shoes. They're, cool. they're, they're sweet. Like shoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So. I asked about coffee because I'm always fascinated by like what people do, like their their routines. What time mm-hmm. do you wake up in the morning? What time do I wake up? Uh, probably about six fifty. And are you focused on like I've met a lot of people in my life that I'm a little overwhelmed by because they're always consumed with being great. Like every day, yeah. it's I'm going to reach my fullest potential. Do you yeah. have that? Like, do you wake up every morning and go, "How do I approve upon myself every day?" Uh, yeah. This this is always a thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, you wake up and. Um, for me, it's almost like uh, you got to ramp yourself up. Like here we go again. Mm. Let's let's get in that mind frame. Let's get in that mindset of uh, yeah. 
uh, you know, being great or, uh, you know, whatever your goals are, whatever a person has on, on his goals, whatever you want to do, he or she, just I'm always for him, reach I mean, for him. You know? When I talk to him and we talk to professional athletes, the way that you guys keep your focus mm-hmm. on the day, yeah. people don't understand it. And that's why they talk yeah. about how do you compare yourself to other quarterbacks, things that you guys never think about. Yeah, you, I, you, I never really, you know, you get the, well, it's uh, party, you, you and Dion was, or you and right. Champ Bailey, and it's mm. like, well, that's another guy we Champ left off. Right. Yeah, it's like I respect those guys. I, I try to study as much as I can to, sure. to put, uh, you know, what, what they have in their game into my game. But then at the same time, it's like you're so focused and driven of what you're trying to do too, as well. So. L- like you had to reschedule this because last week you probably didn't even realize when you scheduled all this that your game was on Saturday oh, and you no. weren't going to have the Tuesday off day, right? Well, you know the schedule changes. You know the coaches right, have, so they change you know, it around, change right. up all the time on a, on a week-to-week basis. Do yeah. you try and shut down a wide receiver or do you just try and get in the way? Uh, no, you shut them, try to shut them down. That's the that's the goal coming in. Yeah. Because when you look at their stats, I mean, the guy might average over 100 yards a game. He might have this many targets a game mm. or, you know, 10 targets a game. Right. You know the ball is coming. So you, your job is to, okay, if he get, if he's averaging over 100 yards, well, let me slice that in half to right. maybe 50 uh, yeah, game, you know, sure, during yeah, this right, game or right. let me keep it under 50. Right. Would you so, rather face an elite quarterback – and an average wide receiver, or an average quarterback and an elite wide receiver? That's a good one. An elite quarterback and an elite wide receiver. Mm. I've, I've had it in my day uh, playing against Tom and, and, and um, Randy Moss. Right. Uh, that was pretty crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I always called that like a, 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 that two, your... a two-on-one fast breaking basketball. Oh, my God. You're right. Because <laughs> yeah, you might have to hedge at one person to make him guess, and, you know, it's, it's a guessing game out there sometimes. Was so you got to play tough, chess with him. Toughest cover? You think just going back That's to your career, overall, yeah, who was like uh, you look back at it and you go, man, that guy gave me a lot I'd of... I'd probably say Randy Moss. Yeah, he, Randy. He was, he was a challenge, right. man. He, I, I think he don't, they, they don't give him enough credit, uh, you know, uh, football-wise. His For his IQ, yeah. I know. I played with football him one year in Tennessee. Football knowledge is crazy. Right. Were, no, you weren't with him in New I, England. Uh, no, I missed okay. him in New England, but when he signed that one year for about half the year with the Tennessee Titans, I was down yeah. there in 2010. Very uh, smart. Very smart. Yes, yeah. Very smart. Uh, uh, it, that's what happens sometimes when you're so athletically gifted, people don't talk about the other things. But that's no. why he was as good as he was, because he could read people. Yeah, like well, that. that's yeah. where I want to go with you next. I just want to ask you, you know, wh- who made the biggest impression of your professional career? To, or, you know, who did you learn your most ball from? Because you are so technically sound at the line of scrimmage. I mean, yeah. you got fortunate to be with Rex right off the bat. What coach was it that you look back and go, and he really molded me into what I am. Uh, it probably started uh, in high school. Yeah. You know, uh, my defensive coordinator and my secondary coach, uh, Pete Short, uh, we actually lost the state game. Oh, well, you're from like a legendary yeah. P- Pennsylvania high school yeah. team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. What's, what's your high school? Uh, Aliquippa High School. Aliquippa, yeah. right. And I know so, you have a lot of ex NFL players from there. Yes, Mike Dick, Tat Law. Exactly right. Uh, yeah. Michael Sean. I mean, but we, we lost the state game yesterday, oh. so I'm a little hard. Oh, that, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was probably uh, my coach, Pete Short, and, and um, it was all, he, was, he was technique sound. You right. Know, it's all about mm. technique, it's all about technique. When you play the corner position, yes, you, you have to be athletic to play. You have to be fast. But uh, what keeps you, uh, you know, in this for a long, for a long periods of time is, is uh, technique, man. Yeah. Heavy technique sound. Right. Oh, I mean, I, I watch Charles Woodson, man. I, he's, he still Crazy. looks perfect out there, and yeah. he's so old. Um, first time you meet Belichick, 
What was the first experience like? The handshake? What did you guys talk about? Uh, well, even before I signed with New England last year, uh, you know, I had a meeting. I had to sit down with him and Mr. Kraft. Mm. So um, I think that's what reeled me in, uh, just sitting down, having a conversation with them and um, seeing where they were trying to head to and what their mindset was of uh, last year's team. And yeah. if I joined... I would be probably the missing piece of, of trying to help uh, win the championship. One of the things that impresses me so Patriot much. Patriot Week this week, baby. Uh, <laughs> Patriot Week this yeah. week. One of the things that's so impressive to me about you is we're in an, an era with sports where I see these numbers in the NBA and they're insane. Yeah. And I see the NFL. And the reason I ask you if people recognize you is when there's a helmet on, a, a lot of fans can't make the correlation unless you're a quarterback who is yeah. who. And I respect you so much for going in the negotiation room and going, no, I know how important I am, and you need to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, you must have had a lot of experiences with different GMs. Yeah. What about Belichick was different? Because I'm sure they all said, if you come, this is it. What, what was yeah. different, though, about them that you went, yeah, you can have me? Uh, it was more so of uh, the football side of it. Um, it wasn't really uh, about the negotiations. Mm. It was really about the football side, which, which really sold me. Uh, and just, you know, Bill will be a legend, you know, a legendary coach. And um, my, whole, my whole approach of looking at it was, um, hey, I'll come here, I'll learn even more football mm. and be a student of the game. And, and that's, that's, how I, that's how I looked at it. Were you amazed when you got there? Because I know disrespect, but uh, this is just the fact of the matter. I was in other organizations too, but I was amazed once I got there the attention, the detail on a oh, day-to-day yes. basis. Oh, yes. So, yeah, that was, you're right. That okay. drastically I, I different. I think, huh? That drastically different than other places? Oh, uh, yes. Uh, the, I mean, he's so, Bill is so, like, technique sound with things, so disciplined. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's accountability. It's the details every day, in and out, in and out every day. Right. Uh, you go to, once you show up, it's work, work, work. It's football, What was the football, moment for football. you when you walked in and were like, this is different than where I've been before? Was there a moment? Um... Uh, yeah, yeah. I've talked, and then I've talked to a bunch of guys on the team, and uh, you know they were telling me like, they were warning hey, man, you. yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is how it is. This is how we uh, operate up here. This is how it goes, and um, and I was fine with it. It was sure. just like it was just a different the cultural yeah, it's different a change for me. And you're like, well, okay, right. This is why they win so right. much is because this is how they approach the game. Yeah. Right. Do you do you, uh, okay? So you get to play them for the second time this year. Yeah. Uh, of course, you did a phenomenal job on uh, on uh, Edelman the first time around. He probably won't be playing this week, so you get mm-hmm. Amendola. But yes. having been there for a year last year, practicing against Brady, the offense, hearing some of the calls, the checks. Mm-hmm. How much did it carry over to the game as far as just knowledge of formations and what they yes. might do out of it? You got to be careful. Yeah, because they will try to screw <laughs> you, they you gotta, with what yes. you know, too. You got to be careful. Right. You're, you're right. Uh, because they will counter on if you know something yes. or if you know one of their tales. And right. you got to be very cautious of uh, how you play that particular play. Right. Uh, because they're very smart at that. Uh, that's why I think uh, I got a lot of respect. Yeah, sure. And, uh, sure. Um, I rave about those guys because I I did have a uh, one year experience with them. Yeah, you get a big it. ring for it. Too. Yeah, and uh, so you got to be careful. But uh, we're we're excited. We we felt um, we felt like we had them the first game. Yeah, earlier in the year certainly had a chance. Um, yeah, it was a big game, and and um, we let it slip by, and a couple here, uh, plays here and there that we we missed out on. And, right. And uh, we, we're excited about this week. Yeah. You talked about that before. We were watching film, and he's like, it's almost, we were talking about Richard Sherman. Yeah. He's like, it's almost where he's watched so much film and he retains so much 
that it actually can be a problem sometimes yeah. because you recall all those things. And mm. Bill's one of the few guys, though, that can take advantage of it, yeah. uh, which is interesting. i got to ask you about this because I'm sure you're doing a media tour. You're going to be asked about this all freaking day today. Yeah. I'm sure you're so excited to talk about it. Um, when you get a wide receiver to act the way Odell Beckham Jr. did, have you ever yeah. got – do you talk trash at all? Do you do any of that? No, I, I don't. I try to just focus on uh, my assignment mm. and, and go out there and, and try to help the team win. If somebody starts barking, sure. then, <laughs> then you're just not going to take it. You know, yeah. you're going to say something back. But um, there is a line that's drawn. You know, I, I think. Um, and and yesterday was pretty was pretty it. crazy. Yeah, it yeah. was it was pretty wild. So right. from a corner but, perspective, one, do you think that you succeeded by getting him that out of his mental state? Um, I think uh, you know mentally, uh, you can get guys frustrated. You know, you can get guys for I mean, it's, it's, it's a part of the game. It's, yeah. Trash talking is a part of football. It's right. always been since it started. Of course. Back in the 1900s, yeah. it's, it's always been like this. Uh, you know, you you just got to be careful of, mm. of what you say. If it becomes too personal, I think, you know, if, if you take the measures that high to where it's personal, then that's when uh, – Guys retaliate yeah. in ways that and it goes too yeah, far. Yeah, you know. So, so yeah, I, I had no problem with the slapping. I had no problem with the punching. The one clip that everyone's seeing is the diving head first. When you saw that, what was your reaction to it? I, I mean, uh, Josh was he was defenseless. I mean, yeah. you know, we try to protect ourselves out there as, as much as you can, but like Josh, you didn't see it. So right. I mean, that's. That's that's not that's not called for. Yeah, that's amateur you know hour. Yeah. Josh comes out one more. I'm All sorry. Right. Josh comes out after the game and he's. I've heard this about Odell Beckham Jr. now a million times this season. Yeah, he's fake, which is always interesting because you never know what people are talking about. Yeah, when you become a star in this league, and I feel like you understand this a lot. People are going to take shots at you, and the thing yeah. that is interesting to me is we saw this with T.O. We saw this with Randy Moss. People don't like animated wide receivers. It kind of, like, the, the public turns on them a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, like, what is what are football players' perspective of Odell Beckham Jr.? Because he's clearly one of the best guys out there, but everyone keeps calling him fake. And I, I don't understand why. Um, why? Because he's having fun? I, I, you know I what I'm know. saying? Right. I don't know. I mean, he likes to dance. Uh, that's his thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, if people want to look more into it... Um, yeah, they're looking judge too them that far way. Into yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, Cam Newton dances. I mean, quarterbacks get away with I mean, anything. Let's just talk about the whole league. I mean, a lot of guys score touchdowns because it is that hard to score a touchdown mm, right. in the league. So they're excited right. and they do a touchdown dance. Yeah. All right. All right. The hell with Odell Beckham Jr. I'm <laughs> He's another question about, about it though that no one's really talking. Well, about. I, I, you know, of course, first of all, we were talking about. I, I think you're one of the five greatest quarterbacks of all time. So oh, well. I, I gave Dion number one, <laughs> but you're in the top five for sure. And, and I'm a football historian, of course, as you know my dad's history, and <laughs> yeah. I've watched a lot of Bob. So you're the man. But all right. So the first thing I want to ask you is, you know, I know you had your little spats with like Richard Sherman last year. Yeah. Zone coverage. You play man. You know, I watch everything just about every week I mean mm-hmm. I really do it's my job here I watch Carolina mm-hmm. and go he plays man-to-man Josh Norman mm-hmm. about three to five times a game literally mm-hmm. I mean I, I really watch it I've been saying this to them for weeks now so are you do you get frustrated at times when you hear guys like that get put in the oh he's the best cornerback in football yet he's not asked to be on an island like you or Aqib Tlaib or some other guys that are asked to always match the number one 
Does that uh, frustrate you to hear that talk? No. I mean, I guess you're the man, so you don't mm. care anymore. <laughs> no, he's uh, he's helping. He's helping the brand. He's helping um, mm. the he's cornerback helping position. He's helping get paid, right? He's helping the cornerback position as, as well. And and you got to understand, um, I mean, it's, it's guys. It's, I know he's phenomenal. I'm not trying to take away from no, that. No, no, he's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's guys. You know, when I was younger, I I would ask Champ Bailey a bunch of questions at the Pro Bowl, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because uh, I looked up to him, you know what I'm saying? And he would, you know, give me advice. I mean, yeah. uh, every year it's going to be a, a crop of new guys that come and uh, who's going who's to dominate the league. All right, that's the way. I Just one more. I just want to jump in because we, we don't know when we'll have you again. All right, so going off that, jumping in, you know, who DB, young DB right now that you go and you've seen on film and you go, you know, this kid's got a chance. I like his game. And then – same thing for a receiver. Give me two guys that you go, oh, wow, I really like their game. Um, uh, the, the kid from uh, San Diego. Tried, Verrett, Verrett, Jason Verrett. Verrett yeah, yeah, Verrett. Is yeah, it, Verrett. That's how you pronounce yeah. it, Verrett. He's got skills. Uh, yeah, he's pretty, he's pretty awesome. Um, I think he has like maybe four or five picks this year. He already. might. Yeah, yeah his he's, man-to-man he's ability solid. is pretty good. Um, that's funny. And two, you said two receivers right. uh, that excite me. You know, like you know, I'll say Odell. Odell. You've seen Odell, Amari Cooper, Allen Robinson, right? Yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, But Odell. I'll say say Amari too. Amari too. Amari Cooper is pretty. He's pretty pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it because we met him. The guy doesn't talk. He's very. He don't talk trash. He's he's focused. Right. He's unbelievably focused. That's great. He's a lot like you actually at the wide receiver position. He's he's making a name for us. Yeah, he is. Um. When you watch guys on tape, because I feel like, okay, so here's, the, I'm the fan, I watch tape, and I look at touchdowns and plays. Yeah. Former player watches tape, he's looking at the line, and he's studying all that stuff. When you're only focusing on wide receivers, are you looking at tells? Are you looking at hand movements? Are you, like, what are, what are some things that you've learned, like tricks of the trade? Um, all of that. Uh, splits, what foot is up, um, what routes are he running with his with his right foot up in right. split? What routes are he running with his left foot up? Is he mm. running more inside routes? Is he running more outside routes? Yeah. At the top of the route, is he stimming me, or is he giving me a head fake? I mean, is this stuff that someone can, had to tell you to look for? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you you know, you come in the league with your head cut off, and mm. then you know, this, these these are professional guys that you're going up against, and and. Um, we do get paid a lot of money, so guys take this very seriously. And, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a learning curve. You know, it's a definitely a learning curve when you come in the league. So, One thing we did uh, early on before this podcast was anything, was we were trying to figure out players in the NFL spirit animals. What animal represents <laughs> you? And I think, like, we called, like, Cam Newton, like a lion. Um, I think we either called you either a spider or a python. And I was Spider. curious what like Mamba, a Black Mamba. He went with a cheetah. I'm with a cheetah. I don't know a what cheetah? he's talking about. Yeah. What animal are you? I mean, you can run. No more. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> That's what he. That we actually said. Well, his top end speed might not be as what it was once. So I was okay. He's a leopard then. That's what I said. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, but which one do you like? I Me? I am an elephant. You're 100% an elephant. I can I'm see loyal, can see I'm loyal, I'm big. <laughs> That's enough, Darrell Rivas. That's enough. All right? I'm going to shut you down. No, but what would you say? What do you feel like your animal is? Oh, man. I would probably say, um, I'd probably say a lion. 
Yeah. A lion, there yeah, you go. Yeah, cats, baby. Yeah, what's with you guys? What's with adult <laughs> men and grown like cats? I just feel like the lions, they're, they're focused on their prey. And he's got a mane right now, so yeah. he's, he's, <laughs> he's trying to look the part. <laughs> uh, I, I like uh, how, they, how focused they are when it's nice. time for them to, to eat. Um, I guess what, one other thing, I, I have a question. I would love for you to just talk to people. Um, mm-hmm. I know that one thing that upsets you is the way that professional athletes lose their money, and I think you've been really smart with it, but to regular people, when it comes to negotiating and mm-hmm. getting something they want, what is, what is a piece of advice or that anyone could use in terms of having confidence in themselves and standing up for what they believe in? Because I think I, I'm so impressed with you in that aspect. Well, it, it can... Um it can be it can be uh, draining to a person who wants to stand up and fight for uh, what they deserve. I mm-hmm. mean, it's holdouts that that can uh, be involved. Um, the one side, oh uh, yeah. I mean, the one side cannot can stop the negotiations and, and, and stop talking about um, you know nego- contracts. And, mm-hmm. and um, but at the same time, um, you know, you got to do what's, what's what's best for you and, and what you feel is right and. You know, mostly guys do it for their family. You know, they, they do stuff for their family. They want to provide um, for their family members. So right. uh, a lot of guys, you know, even in the locker room, you hear guys, they talk. Um, you know, everybody wants to provide for their family. Yeah. They want to get paid as much as they can because they know the window mm, is closing, right. uh, you know, very soon. Right. Do you have players that just come up to you and are like, man, I can't, how did you do that? Um, oh, he's definitely the, the he's the white wizard of the locker room. I can guarantee uh, that. Uh, <laughs> definitely in the defense, they're all going to him for advice. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you get a, a bunch of questions, uh, and you know, the advice you can give is the best advice you can give is, is leverage. You got to have leverage. You got to position yourself um, to to be in those type of situations where um, you know you can make those type of moves. Mm. Yeah. I'm going to go talk to Get my boss. Here. I'm oh, going to yeah. talk to my boss right now. <laughs> you man. Good luck this week. Crispy M&M's, Appreciate thank you man. for making this Thanks, possible. Yep. Well, right. pleasure Thanks, to meet you. Man. If Thanks. you're ever in meatpacking, you want to hang out, Definitely. I'm going to have a spot. We can eat some Crispy M&M's. You don't know lions don't <laughs> hang out with elephants. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we, usually, we usually attack, man. <laughs> yes. All right. Get out of here, you leopard. Go ahead. You can just walk out. All right, man. All right, thank you, guys. Pleasure to meet you. Happy holidays. Yeah, you too, man. Be good. All right, man. Good luck for you. Thank you. Be ready for all those jerk uh, jerk routes, option routes. Oh, yes, oh, man. you know. It's and the all year, yes. all day. See you, man. Right. Be good. All right. All right. Yeah, that's the cool thing about guys like him, too. When you get to 30 in an NFL locker room, you're the oldest guy. You're, you, become, you become, when you hit 30 in an NFL locker room, the majority of the locker room is 25 years old. You were telling me that gets annoying, too. You do. You start walking in and going, damn, would these kids shut the hell up? Like, these stupid kids talking about, you know, what they did last night and what girls they chased after. Yeah. Uh, now you have a guy that's plus 30, still one of the best at his position, been paid a lot by three different teams. Yeah. He becomes, like, he's the guy in the locker room. I guarantee any the, anybody that has an issue, I guarantee they go to Darrell Rebus. All right, ass. so you want to hear the Adam Lefko human being analysis, which yeah. I love to do after I meet yeah, people? Yeah, I mean, he's pretty top-notch. Um, the reason he's a good negotiator and the reason that he's a good cornerback is the same reason that he just owned you in that interview. <laughs> he owned me? Okay. His ability to use silence is incredible. Right. His ability to be patient is incredible. Right. You couldn't handle 
him not answering the question right away, and you reacted right. like a wide receiver. Like right. you had to move. Now, I felt it too. That's why I put the pen in my mouth. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm going to talk all over this motherfucker because he uses silence. Right. It's really impressive. Right. And it's really unnerving. Well, it's the number one thing you watch about him as a player. Can you see that in his play well, too? Well, his patience at the line of scrimmage is what makes him amazing. He his ability to sit there and go, okay, here's Antonio Brown, and Antonio Brown's gone, <laughs> and made all these moves, and Darrell Revis just sits there, and then as soon as he sees an area he can punch, it's bomb, and he punches him, and now Antonio Brown's like this, and all those spider. moves are nothing. He's a spider. He's lying, he said. I, I disagree. Listen. He's a spider because <laughs> what does a spider do? He allows, when they get in the web, them to tangle themselves more. <laughs> Dude, spider. <laughs> so on. But You're like, right. That's a very interesting thing. I, I, I just, want him to feel comfortable, so I'm trying to help along know, the conversation. But what you're saying is basically he's using me. It was incredible. Yeah. Because he's allowing you to interview yourself right. while he sits there. Right. I mean, but... No wonder he makes forty million a year. I, and, but I'm saying, like, wouldn't that that helps you in negotiations? Right. Because when you can sit there, the first time I interviewed, what for, helps him in negotiations is he can sit yeah, there and say, true. "Hey, f you, I'm the best corner in football. I don't really give a sh what the fans but think." But you know how negotiations uh, yeah, work. Yeah, he said sh in seven forty-two in the video. But you know how it is negotiations. <laughs> you sit there and go, "No, my client is clearly worth more." Right. And they go, "Well, we're not willing to pay that." Darrell can go. I disagree. And then walk away and be totally okay. Right. And there's not a lot of human beings that can do that. Right. First time I interviewed for Bleach Report, I didn't get the job. Right. And part of the reason Shocker. was, and Cohen will like die over this, Shocker. was the guy that was doing the interviews did that tactic. Ah. Where he would say something and then he would shut up. And I found myself, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like being in quicksand, like right. reaching for the walls. Right. And you start saying unnecessary, honest things. Right. And silence is a really deadly thing. Yeah, definitely for you. Well, clearly I've learned how to get, <laughs> we're going to get you there. Um, no, but man, he is, he is in his element. He what did you not, think? So what did you think? What did all you think? Like well, the size wise, because everyone's always amazed with the NFL. You know, you guys see corners and I think everybody, we put them on a pedestal and we go, oh, Darrell Revis, he's this godlike figure. But then he walks in and he's six foot, yeah. you know. So is that, how did that catch you off game, Mr. Giants fan? Jacket threw, jacket threw yeah, you off. Yeah, the jacket threw me off because yeah. I couldn't tell. He was looking fly, though. Him the, and shoes, Idris Elba. the shoes were amazing. I can't believe neither of you compared his shoes to M&M's. Well, I was like going to say Skittles, actually, at first. And I said, you oh, know you what? Can't say I don't want to say Skittles with M&M's. Darrell whole Revis spot. lives above a Starbucks. Yeah, that was great, too. You think he's got a walk up, or is he taking an well, elevator? Well, the Trump buildings floor? have Starbucks in them, so I don't. You know, he oh. could be in the Trump building, and who knows? And by the way, I think you are completely <laughs> wrong about people recognizing Darrell Revis. You're crazy. You're I, crazy. I agree with you, Adam. I don't think people know. I don't think I don't people think know. I think there, unless you're a quarterback or a star wide receiver, Darrell Revis is known more because he's got a two four on his back and his name's on his back. I, I disagree. I think Darrell Revis is one guy. That, yes, exactly right. The beard gives him away for one. And uh, yeah, I, I don't see guys with beards in New York. Well, I, I think he is one guy that, yes, I understand your point. I think you're right most times. But in this town, I think he is one guy, especially in the defensive side of the ball, that people know who he what is. What we're going to do is we're going to go down and we're going to talk to the security guys that work in the lobby. And see if they know. And see if they're like, oh, is that Del we'll Revis? you know. Because typically they're going to go, who is that guy? Who is that guy? <laughs> right, right. Um, I, I did think it was also interesting when he talked about Odell Beckham Jr. It. It, he really thought he went above, like out of line. 
Like Sounds he, like it, right. He, and he used the word defenseless. Right. Now, I'm curious. Yeah. Do you think that because we're used to cornerbacks hitting defenseless wide receivers, that a cornerback would be upset that they were seen as defenseless? Because they're always on the offensive. Right. Uh, yeah, well, I think what he's going to go, like like kind of your argument with the thing as far as defensive backs headhunting a wide receiver, he's going to say, well, that's kind of in the normal flow of the game. And he's going to say a situation like that, you know, it wasn't illegal. I mean, it was illegal with the crown of the head, yeah. but it's just not within the spirit of the game to come in there and clean up the pile like he right. was trying to do too, even though offensive players are coached like that. Uh, there is a little bit of a brotherhood in the NFL, as ferocious as it is and as brutal as it is. We, th- you really do on the field. Guys try to take care of each other. You know, as much as they want to knock your head off, as soon as you go, oh, my ankle, they'll be like, you okay? Yeah, And then yeah, you're yeah. okay. They'll be like, well, yeah, to F the you, same I'm going to knock your head off. said about negotiations, it's about providing for your family. Exactly. And everyone knows that. Right. We are going to talk a lot more. I don't want to dive too deep into yeah. it, though, about Odell Beckham Jr. on episode 44 of the Simpson Lefko podcast. Right. We're going to shoot it uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, and that'll likely come out Thursday, Josh? Wednesday. Wednesday, so you'll have that for Christmas. So we'll have a little holiday theme. We're going to put Gabe to work for presents. Got Pac-Man Jones coming on the next Pac-Man one, too. Pac-Man Jones. I uh, hope. I hope to. Hope. Yeah, we're going to find out. <laughs> he said out. yes last week, so yeah, we'll so see. Yeah, so we'll see. But I want to cut it off before we get too into it. Right. So it's a little special episode of Sims and Lefko podcast. Always enjoy Darrell Rivas. Sims. Peace out, homies. Fendi, say Thanks goodbye. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Pleasure as always. Uh, Gay, let me get a little uh, deuces. Deuces. Ooh, deuces. At a control room. Thanks for uh, putting up with our nut. Oh, my gosh. Way to go, control room. You can't hide, Breffo. Yeah, hey, Steiny Mets. Breffo looks like Michelle just farted. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Sorry, Michelle. Jeez. Let's just be honest here. Michelle is the greatest. Right. She's super cool. And then I feel bad for assuming that someone that adorable would toot. Yeah, you're disgusting. I'm going to. I'm a farter. I'm such a dude. <laughs> you're the an fact elephant. that that's become a running gag on this show. <laughs> All right, Sins Lofko. We'll see you next time. <laughs>